0: Finally he led me down a corridor which extended from one wing of the house. At the end of this there was a heavy door with a sliding shutter in it, and beside it there projected from the wall an iron handle attached to a wheel and a drum, a line of stout bars extended across the passage. "'I am about to show you the jewel of my collection,' said he. "'There is only one other specimen in Europe, now that the Rotterdam cub is dead.' "'It is a Brazilian cat.' "'But how does that differ from any other cat?' "'You will soon see that,' said he, laughing. "'Will you kindly draw that shutter and look through?' "'I did so, and found that I was gazing into a large empty room "'with stone flags and small barred windows upon the farther wall. "'In the centre of this room, lying in the middle of a golden patch of sunlight, "'there was stretched a huge creature.' as large as a tiger, but as black and sleek as ebony. It was simply a very enormous and very well-kept black cat, and it cuddled up and basked in that yellow pool of light exactly as a cat would do. It was so graceful, so sinewy, and so gently and smoothly diabolical that I could not take my eyes from the opening. "'Isn't he splendid?' said my host enthusiastically. "'Glorious! I never saw such a noble creature.' Some people call it a black puma, but really it is not a puma at all. That fellow is nearly eleven feet from tail to tip. Four years ago he was a little ball of black fluff with two yellow eyes staring out of it. He was sold me as a newborn cub up in the wild country at the headwaters of the Rio Negro. They speared his mother to death after she had killed a dozen of them. They are ferocious then. The most absolutely treacherous and bloodthirsty creatures upon earth. "'You talk about a Brazilian cat to an up-country Indian and see him get the jumps. "'They prefer humans to game. "'This fellow has never tasted living blood yet, but when he does he will be a terror. "'At present he won't stand anyone but me in his den. "'Even Baldwin the groom dare not go near him. "'As to me, I am his mother and father in one.' "'As he spoke, he suddenly, to my astonishment, opened the door and slipped in, "'closing it instantly behind him. At the sound of his voice the huge, lithe creature rose, yawned, and rubbed its round black head affectionately against his side, while he patted and fondled it. "'Now, Tommy, into your cage,' said he. The monstrous cat walked over to one side of the room and coiled itself up under a grating. Everard King came out, and taking the iron handle which I have mentioned, he began to turn it. As he did so, the line of bars in the corridor began to pass through a slot in the wall, and closed up the front of this grating, so as to make an effective cage. When it was in position, he opened the door once more, and invited me into the room, which was heavy with a pungent, musty smell peculiar to the great carnivora. "'That's how we work it,' said he. "'We give him the run of the room for exercise, and then at night we put him in his cage. You can let him out by turning the handle from the passage.' Or you can, as you've seen, coop him up in the same way. "'Oh, no, no, no! You should not do that!' "'I put my hand between the bars to pat the glossy, heaving flank. "'He pulled it back with a serious face. "'I assure you that he is not safe. "'Don't imagine that because I can take liberties with him, anyone else can. "'He is very exclusive in his friends, aren't you, Tommy? "'Ah, he hears his lunch coming to him, don't you, boy?'